You know, the gospel, and you know this, bro, the gospel is really all about getting us to have relationship and access with God. That is what prayer is. And those are the most meaningful moments in my life. And they will be the most meaningful moments in anyone's life that wants to turn to God. I don't know if people believe that. I don't, you know, as I hear you say it, like my head and, you know, my Christian head is nodding. But I, I don't know. I don't know if we really believe that. I think I if will we tell you pray more. I didn't either. I, I would say I did earlier in my life. But it's not until I've had those kinds of breakthroughs over and over again. And it takes a lot to get through the skull to realize that that's the real meaning, that, that connecting with God is the most important thing. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Alrighty, here we go, back in the saddle. Good to be with you today. Good to be back and feeling pretty much back to normal. This is going to be a cool episode. I got a special guest on. Before I get to that, let me just go ahead and read a review. I like to always do that. I don't know if you've ever left a review on your particular podcast listening source, you know, iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean or wherever you listen, but I sure appreciate it. Here's one that came in from Ryan G. He says, great podcast for missional living. As a pastor of missional communities, this has been an invaluable resource with practical advice. Hey, thanks, Ryan. That's what I try to do every week. That's what we're trying to give you is how the gospel speaks into all of this and how discipleship then works itself out in everyday life. Glad you're finding it helpful. Um, if you have not subscribed to the show yet, and then that's how you generally can leave a review and maybe some stars and all that, I would sure appreciate it. You can go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash subscribe, and that'll give you a whole bunch of the different places you can listen to us on. Pretty much anywhere there's a podcast, you'll find us. But uh, you can go there and get some of the, the most common podcast sort of library places and uh, players, and, and then pick one or pick the one you normally listen to, and uh, then go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss episodes on Monday. Okay, so let's get into things today. Uh, I have a really cool guest, uh, as I said, Neil Cole is joining me. He was supposed to be with me last week, but couldn't do that from the hospital bed. But Neil Cole, he's a missiologist. That's sort of a fancy way of saying he helps people live out what they actually learn in the Bible and what God's been up to uh, throughout all of history, right? He's a speaker, uh, he speaks nationally and trains people actually internationally all over the world. That's how we met. We used to do a whole lot of conferences together and over time became pals. And he's an author of a ton of books on discipleship and missional living. I'll bet you have read some of them yourselves. Uh, his recent release, his latest book is called Pray, Finding Ways for Ordinary People to Connect with God in All of Life. And that sucked me in right away. I, I love whatever Neil writes, but when I wrote that, Finding Ways to Connect with God in All of Life, I was like, oh man, I gotta have him on to talk about this. So I recently had a conversation with Neil about prayer and some of the stuff that, from the book, and I really love the way he demystifies things and brings prayer into everyday life. I think you'll like it as well. So let's take a listen to the conversation I had with Neil, and then I'll come back at the end with a few thoughts, and I'll give you the big three for today. All right? Let's listen. 
Neil, thank you so much for being on today with us here in the Everyday Disciple podcast. I know yeah. a lot of people are excited to hear uh, hear you and hear this topic of prayer kind of really grounded into normal everyday life. And and so it's been too long since we've seen each other. I'm glad we're getting to do this, at least virtually. I can see you. You look good. You look healthy. I, I hope I do. I don't <laughs> you do. You look great. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I changed good. a bit. There's not nearly the amount of conferences going on these days that we used to see each other, I don't know, at least a half dozen times a year, it seemed, right? We would hit all the same conferences. Yeah, it's true. It's true. There was a season where we, you and I and others like us, would get together all the time, have drinks and coffee and enjoy life together, and it just... I miss those times. I miss I, those I, times more than I miss the conferences, to be honest well, with you. <laughs> amen to that. I, I just had Hugh Halter on the podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, he and I stay pretty good in touch, but he's also uh, a grandfather now, and it's like he's lost his mind. He loves it he's, <laughs> as much as we do. We were talking a little before we got on here today about our grandfathering, and uh, it's the best, man. It's the best. I have three grandsons and then one little baby girl. And, um, oh, it's so good, man. It's so good. Well, I got three little boys and two little girls. Oh, see? Look at Yeah, you're ahead, man. <laughs> I'm ahead by one. <laughs> I know. We had, Tina and I had hoped to have a whole lot, but uh, the kids are all kind of into like, I think we're just having two. I, maybe, you know, maybe a third. We'll see. So yeah. we're, we're always pulling for more, but we don't have to bear them. <laughs> That's so, true. Hey, well, I, I'm really excited to talk about this topic of prayer, but specifically because we get to talk about it today in light of, you know, finding ways, and this is right off the cover of your book, finding ways for ordinary people to connect with God in all of life. Man, that yeah. sounds like, like a subtitle I could have written myself, brother. Um, I, think, I think we often mystify prayer. Uh, we certainly make it very, very one-directional. I know that. Uh, we talk about listening to God, like you'll be amazed at what you hear, that the omnipotent sovereign father of the universe, our dad wants to say. But um, let, let me start by asking you, what do you think is maybe some of the biggest misconceptions that uh, people have uh, about prayer? And, and I'm going to say Christians, be it like they're baby Christians, or maybe they've been around the faith for a really long time. But what do you think some of the biggest misconceptions about prayer are? You know, I almost didn't use the word pray or prayer because there are so many misconceptions. Or It's really not so much a misconception. It's a micro-conception. It's that we've made it too small and too packaged and put it yeah. in a box. And prayer is much bigger than that. So I almost tried to come up with a different word, a new word. Uh, but in the end, I, I, I thought it was better to redeem the word and, and show people what it really means to pray. It just means to connect with God. A lot of us just think it's, it's asking God for things, it's talking with God, and certainly prayer is that. But that's like saying pressing on the accelerator is the way to drive, and that is part of driving, but you have to do more than just press on the accelerator. Yeah. So talking with God, yes, that's prayer, but sometimes prayer is not talking. Oftentimes it's groaning or it's listening or it's just experiencing his presence. And so I, I tried to expand on all those things. I think we make it too sacred and at the same time too small. And that's the intent of the book is to make it um, something anyone can do, everyone can do, and not make it so, so uh, special. I you, mean, it's you special. Said 
You say pretty early on in the book, and I'm just going to read a little piece of it because I won't be able to paraphrase it as well as you said it. But you said, as you look back on your life, you can say without hesitation that most significant breakthroughs, whether in personal growth or leadership of others, were always the times that you spent praying, listening carefully. And, and, And you say, listen here, I'm not saying that the breakthroughs came about because of prayer. Instead, I'm saying prayer was the breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, expand on that a little bit for me. I, that oh, caught yeah. me, man, right out of the gate. Yeah, well, it's really true. You know, I, I journal every single day. And part of the benefits of that is you can go back over the course of 30 years and see what's going on in your life. And the breakthroughs were not because I tapped into this resource that prayer offers. The breakthroughs was God himself connecting with God. That's what prayer is. And those were the turning points in all of my life, every single time, and will be in the future, I'm sure. So we need to stop seeing prayer as this uh, superstitious act that gets God on our side to accomplish something great and realize that the praying itself is the great thing. The connecting with God is where the breakthrough happens, that it really is. You know, the gospel And you know this, bro. The gospel is really all about having, getting us to have relationship and access with God. That is what prayer is. And those are the most meaningful moments in my life. And they will be the most meaningful moments in anyone's life that wants to turn to God. I don't know if people believe that. I don't, you know, as I hear you say it, like my head and, you know, my Christian head is nodding. But I I don't know. I don't know if we really believe that. I think I will we tell you that more. I didn't either. I I would say I did earlier in my life, but it's not until I've had those kinds of breakthroughs over and over again, and it takes a lot to get through this skull, to realize that that's the real meaning, that, that the connecting with God is the most important thing. I think a lot of us are driven by our own egos and our own ambition, even when it's sanctified on, under kingdom terminology. And I think there comes a point in time when you've you've spent yourself and you've gone through enough that you realize it's those moments with God that are the most important ones. I think it's often like you're going to remember, you if you had good parents growing up, you'll remember those special moments with your parents the most. And I think with God, it's those moments with God that are the most significant moments of your life. And I think to try and brush those aside is foolishness. I wrote down a few of the headers, just like parts of the book, just to remind me of certain things. Um, one thing you kind of touched on already, there was a, there was a section called prayers more than advertised, you yeah. know? And I, and I think that's where you, you talked a little bit about why you weren't even sure if you wanted to use that word pray, because, yeah. you know, like we, we bring too much baggage with us. Um, it, tell me a little bit more about what you're thinking there. Prayers is much more than advertised. What, what are you thinking there? Well, it's just that, you know, um, We've limited prayer to these ideas of, of just um, asking for things or talking with God. And that, like I said, that's part of it. But there's so much more. You know, there's um, it can actually become your like breathing to you in, in spiritual life, where every moment of your life you're connecting with God so that you're seeing the world through the framework, the mindset of who God is instead of your own small little world. And that just opens up so much to you it's so much more than just uh a few minutes of prayer before a meal or before you go to sleep at night that's more than asking god for things it's more than negotiating with god when you're in trouble 
It's all those things and 10 times more. So uh, I just try to get that across. And I also wanted to make the book such that prayer was accessible. I have read books that I respect deeply by, by prayer warriors that have worn holes in the ground with their knees in their closet. And I admire them. But the thing about those books is they oftentimes make prayer seem so, you know, unique to just really super spiritual people and so a special hard. place or a certain time of the day only. Or. Yeah. And so I wanted to make it accessible to ordinary people all the time. So I list out tons of ways you can pray and, and just show them how easy it is to pray. And I wanted to make prayer more accessible, less distant. I found that you did, you broke it down into many, many different types of prayer. I think there again, we probably all have our one or two sort of ideas that come to mind. Maybe it's like me talking, God talking, (laughs) you know, like there's two, what else you got? Right. But you really, you really did break down a lot of different ways that we get to pray and communicate Mm -hmm. with God. You know, before I want to, I want you to think of some of those and share with some of those kind of be, it'll be salty for folks with the book, but you know, what you were just saying about prayer being so much more than just though we get to so much more than just a, this one special time, or, you know, it's only when we're on our knees or it's only in this closet or whatever really reminded me of uh, brother Lawrence. And you mentioned him in the book too, and practicing the presence and that's one of my absolute favorite books. I try to read it annually, you know, if I can at least. It's a short little read, but it always wrecks me. And it, I have to say it has transformed not only just my understanding of prayer, but my relationship with dad. The, yeah. This idea that I could moment by moment let the spirit remind me of God's own presence in my life and his wisdom and access to his heart and his perspective on the world and all of that. And not only is that beautiful, Neil, but it, it also then like quickly kind of connects the dots right back to Genesis for me. Like we're, what was up with Adam and Eve? And did God just really become unhinged because they ate a piece of fruit? Or was it that they thought they could live a self apart from God where they managed the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong for themselves, and then created this identity apart from him that they would then go about making their decisions, right and wrong, good and bad for me. That So I look a certain way or I gain a certain thing. And so to me, this idea of prayer isn't, it, it really isn't just rub the lamp <laughs> and try yeah, to get stuff out of dad. It's a reconnecting to this beautiful, powerful privilege. And we, we often talk about in, in our coaching and discipleship and all, humans were not created to manage the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong. We weren't. We weren't given, that was not, that was God's role all along. And if you think like we were, just turn on the news. There's like, you know, scripture says uh, people will call good evil and evil good. Hmm. Yeah. Like 50% exactly 49, 51, like last week, you know, here in the States, what? And so I, I man, I really resonate with all this. And, and I think the more we can normalize prayer as an ongoing dialogue, yeah. this idea yeah. of prayer without ceasing, man. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, it's like going back to Eden. It's like, going to heaven and still having a heartbeat. It's like you have access to almighty God's loving wisdom and power 24 seven available to you. And he wants to hear your opinion about things. He doesn't want it to be a one way street. I mean, that just is, that's so much more than just, you know, asking God for your daily provisions. That's part of it, but there's so much more. And, uh, and, and, and it, it, that's why it's the breakthrough. 
that is the most break, biggest breakthrough of my life, connecting with God is everything. That's the gospel. That's what Jesus came for. So I, I would, I think we minimize it by making it sacred and putting it in a small box. And I wanted to take it out of the box, play with it and toss it at you so you can play with it. <laughs> well, and you know, you kind of, you kind of build a structure that really, I, I loved it, gave some great handles and you built it around, and I'm not going to get this right off the top of my head. So you're the author, but um, around uh, something lather, rinse, repeat. What was oh, the first? Yeah. What's, it's what's basic the... instructions on every shampoo bottle. Apply, lather, rinse, repeat. Apply, lather, rinse, repeat. You know, and they put that on the back of every shampoo bottle because they want you to keep using more shampoo than you really need so that they get more money. Why not? <laughs> but, yeah. But I just, I took that simple thing. It's easy to remember, except in your case. And <laughs> Darn it. I don't know why I couldn't have the, apply. Duh. Yeah. Apply, lather, rinse, repeat, and just, you know, put the different kinds of prayer that we can do in those four categories. So, so help us see, see that. Give us like, we don't have, you know, obviously I want people to get the book and it's going to go way deeper into all this, but um, give us, Give us oversight here, a little insight. Yeah. In. What's what's the apply part? So apply is is real simple. It's just connecting. So it's adding, you know, in shampoo, it's putting the shampoo on your head. And in this case, it's just connecting with God. It's as little as, as praising him. That's prayer. That's adoration or thanking him. You know, you get a car, you get a parking spot. Give thanks. If you, you know, something goes your way, thank him. If things don't go your way. Still thank him because an attitude of gratitude changes everything in your life. Uh, but it's simple things like that. Just adoration, thanksgiving, um, connecting with God and those simple things. Uh, you can pray the scriptures. So as you read the Bible, don't just read the Bible, pray it. Uh, you read it since then you can pray what it says, or you can pray that God show you what it means, or you can pray that God gives you opportunities to apply this in your life. Yeah. Or you can just literally read the scripture as a prayer. And so I, I throw that in there. There's also just asking God for things. Now, I don't want to minimize that by let him know our needs. Yeah. It. He's our let dad. Him know. And yeah. he knows your needs before you ask him. But asking him does something to you. It shows you that you have faith in your father to provide yeah. for your needs. And you're not just doing it by yourself. And it just reframes your whole way of thinking. And then there's the blessing and comfort. You know, just giving people blessings. How often do we do that? Uh, don't be stingy with your blessings. It's, you know, the love of God is a currency Unlike money, money, you spend it, you, you no longer have it. But with blessings, with love, the more you spend it, the more you get in return. It's a wonderful currency. So be generous with it. Jesus even told us, or Paul told us to pray and bless those who persecute us, our enemies. So just give those blessings to people. Yeah. Uh, All right. So lo things. lots of ways to apply. Okay. Yeah, Let's yeah. Uh, help us understand the uh, lather part. So lathering, you, you're working it. You're, you're actually putting more, you're investing more of your physical, emotional, intellectual energy into the act of praying. It's not just a one-time connection. So in lathering, I, I, I think of things like meditation, not with a mantra, but with uh, just simply focusing your mind on an idea, a truth, until you get to a deeper level with it. And so that's, that's an important part. You can do that with scripture, but you can also do that in nature and other things and learn 
from God about his creation and why he's created things that way. So there's meditation. There's, um, you know, I mentioned this already, but for 30 plus years, I've, I've journaled every day. And most mm. every journal entry is a prayer, is, is focused to God. And writing out your prayers are meaningful because um, some people process things by speaking them out. But I find when I write the words, I have to think about what word I'm going to put on the page. And it makes me think about what I'm actually thinking. Yeah. It's a deeper level. And if it's a prayer, then you're actually working through what are the things going on in your life and, and how do you work those out and what's God saying to you? So prayer journaling is important. Declaration or pronouncement is a different one. That's where you actually come to a place and declare a truth out loud. And I think that's profound. Um, you know, Jesus, when he sent the disciples out, he said, announce to them that the kingdom of God has come. Yeah. Uh, that That's a something that we sometimes just pass right over and never think about doing. But something happens when you actually take truth that's already in your mind, your heart, and you verbalize it with your tongue and your mouth, and you do it in a way that you not only think it, but you hear it in your own ears. And the enemy, the true enemy, the spiritual demonic world, they hear it, and it, it makes it, it's powerful. I completely so agree. I completely yeah. agree. And I think that there's... We get to take authority over things and speaking the truth, speaking God's words out into his universe like that. It does, it does change things. I know it changes me too. And that's obviously a big part of it. It's a big part of it. I I don't know. I think you say it in the book. Um, I don't know if you're quoting somebody I can't remember, but you know, prayer is not about changing God's heart as much as it's about our hearts changing and conforming yeah. to his, right? His will. Yeah. We're not trying to bend his will to ours. We're trying to bend our will to his. And yeah. that's a whole different thing. And that's what prayer is really, it, it, you know, you, you, here's the thing, people. Mm-hmm. God's will is better than yours. Amen. God's <laughs> will is better for you than your will is for you. So the more that you surrender to his will for your life, the more blessed you're going to be and the more of a blessing to others you're going to be. And that's why this is such a breakthrough in your life. Just praying. You know? It really, really is. Okay, so apply lather, right? Yep. Uh, what about rinse? Rinse is, you know, when you, you get rid of the shampoo. So in this case, it's removing something. And there are ways that we remove things in prayer. You know, you, you can cleanse yourself from sin. You can uh, discharge demons. You can... Uh, remove mountains jesus said so prayer is also about removing things making things less subtracting from what's there so it can be listening and being so what that is is it's an absence of noise is a form of prayer sitting in solitude and silence and listening to god without uh putting a whole lot of words out in the world just listening you'll you is very valuable um there's also the uh, confession of sin to cleanse yourself. Mm. You know, the, the Bible talks about this. This is as vital to the Christian life as breathing. That we yeah. actually exhale the, 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 the toxic stuff we've taken into our lives. So it's no longer affecting us. And that's the confession of sins. And that's where you receive not only cleansing, according to 1 John chapter 1, but also healing, according to James. Mm. so healing and cleansing comes about by confession and that's a form of prayer that we can also do communally so that's removing something there's a i talk about representational uh repentance where we take ownership for what our people have done and that's something you find throughout the the bible 
Um, but we don't do it very often. But it, there's a lot of injustice and evil in the world. And I think, you know, you talk about taking back authority. That's really what it is. God gave us authority early on to rule and reign over the earth. And it's when we sacrifice that authority to the demonic world that the kingdom, the God of this world begins to take over. Um, we can take it back. <laughs> yeah. All we have to do is repent. And that's, that's, that's spelled out in the book. And just listening to God and, and healing. Healing is also removing of the disease or sickness or even um, it could be a crippling thought process that's killing you or keeping you, suffo suffocating you with lies. All of that is a part of the uh, cleansing or the uh, rinsing part of the and then there's repeat, which I guess maybe just means that, like, and then we get to do more of this. <laughs> we get to yeah. do it again. Don't stop. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just repeat it. And there are actually, you know, I get into, there's a lot of debate, you know, do I, the more I pray, the more God answers my prayer. And can you actually manipulate God? Do, do you, do you actually, does God actually have to bend because you said the magic words? So I get into that in that chapter, trying to understand that repetition of words is not what's important but having a heart that goes to him continually uh is what's important and do you know do we believe that dad our dad wants to bless us and some people say why didn't he just do it anyway but what if in his what if in in his will because his desire for relationship is so real and so strong and he's proven it over and over and over throughout human history yeah. what if in his will he says when you come to me and you tell me this, or you ask for this, that's when I, that's when I'll release that. And it's not transactional. It's, I want you and I want you to want me more than my stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, that, that, that alone changes my heart. Right. That alone, that attitude towards in prayer, not, not to earn or not like it's a tit for tat or like, Oh, what if I, like, this is serious, so I'll watch me, Dad. I'm getting down on my knees now. <laughs> but, but, but believing that his desire for relationship is so strong, that, and, and though he knows the plans he has to bless and prosper me already, he wants to do it in relationship, not like a bending machine. And, and you know, being a dad or a grandfather or whatever, I fully understand this. Yeah. I plan to bless my kids either way, but I sure like it when we get to do it in relationship and they, you know, they want to hang out. Well, you know, the, the, the ultimate aim of spiritual maturity is that you have this intimacy with God and he becomes your friend. And, and I can't imagine a friendship where there's no communication. Uh, so uh, I love the way John writes. He uses masculine terms. So just, you know, be forgiving of that. But it, he talks about little children and the, what they get in, in this is their sins are forgiven. And that's kind of what a young, brand new follower is looking most for. But then they become young men who go off to war and fight the enemy and win the, the love of the bride. And that's, that's a very busy section of your life. <laughs> and the blessing for them is you've overcome the enemy. You win. But man, when you get to the spiritual fathers and mothers where you're reproducing the next generation and you want their success more than your own, the, the reward for the fathers is you know God. And prayer is no wow. longer just uh, something you you uh, you know bookends behind events to try and solicit God's power to make your event a blessing. It's much more than that. It becomes your your life breathing. It's your connecting with God. It's the 
it's the stuff that your your life is really all about that intimacy with the father and that's yeah. what it's really going towards and that starts simply with your very first prayer and it doesn't end until you have your last breath so as as we start to ha- kind of head towards wrapping up i don't want to do that yeah. but we'll no see worries. how long this goes but uh um you talk about prayer and mission for quite a you know nice little chunk of the book and you talk about prayer and mission have been sewn tightly together like from the start and we talk a lot on on the podcast about mission you know god's plan to fill the whole world with his glory and that happens through disciples making disciples um but uh, I, I wanted I, I, re- I really love some of the stuff you were saying in there like help unpack that a little bit how the, the connection between prayer and mission yeah so I walked through the, the mission first of all is nothing new you know it, it doesn't start in uh, the Gospels the mission of God it, did, it started in Genesis chapter 3 when God came to the garden searching for man and he's been seeking that which is lost ever since and so God doesn't give us a mission he calls us into his mission yeah and so it's the prayer is really about us joining god in his mission and so you know i I walk through some of the examples in history where uh, the mission was most prolific and how prayer was the beginning of it all and even even jesus you know when he talks about a great harvest and you and i both want the world to change so he says the harvest is plentiful he says but the workers are few. It's not dollars we're lacking. It's not strategy we're lacking. It's workers. And then he tells us where to find workers. And it's not seminary and Bible colleges and Bible seminaries. He says, go to your knees and beg me for them. Hmm. Wow. And, and that's really the difference. We, we beg to, it begins with prayer, begging God for workers. The word beseech in a lot of our translations. What does beseech mean? Well, it just means to beg as if your life depends on it. And it's not that God is dangling in front of you saying, beg me for it and I'll give it to you. It's that he wants you to want this as much as he does. Yeah. We want, and we should it, hunger for his glory, that the whole world would be filled with his glory. Yeah. And that, that's the, that's the thing behind the thing with the mission, right? Now, uh, this is a great opportunity and I love going practical. Uh, your 10-2 or 10-2-B virus. You know, yeah. um, I want you to tell me a little bit about what happens on your uh, your clock watch or whatever at 10.02 oh, yeah. every day and invite invite uh, invite us into this brother with you. <laughs> sure. You know, on almost every chapter, there's practical stuff you can do right away. And, and in this chapter, we talk about what we call the 10 to be virus. And it's a really simple idea. It's that um, Luke chapter 10, verse 2 says, beg God for workers for the harvest. And so what we do is we program our cell phones to go off at 10.02 every single morning. So you can just easily program it in. And then when the alarm goes off, it's my call to prayer. And even when I'm speaking to a large group, my alarm goes off and everybody snickers because they were told to turn their phones off. I look at my phone and I say, oh, I'm getting an important call. Do you guys mind if I take this? And I'd say, it's not a phone call, it's a call to prayer. And I tell them that every day at 10.02, I do what Jesus said to do. I ask God for workers. And I, I ask God to awaken a new generation. I ask God for a global movement. I ask God to raise up workers and send them out, cast them out into the fields. And I do this every single day. And I think that since I've been doing this for about 15 years now, no other thing that we do can be attributed to so much of our fruitfulness as this. This is by far the most effective thing we do. And we spread this virus everywhere we go. Right now, 
get out your phones, whoever you are, program them for 1002. You can do it in the AM. You can do them in the PM. I prefer the AM. And, and every morning at 10 o'clock, no matter what you do, stop it and pray. And if 10 you're 02, with, at 1002. 10 10 <laughs> yeah, at 1002, just like 10, Luke 10, chapter 2, verse B, 10, we call it the 10 to B virus. Uh, we have spread this in multiple time zones. So every single hour of the day, God is hearing his people call out for workers. And this isn't Neil's idea. This is Jesus's plan. It is bound to work. He's the Lord of the harvest, and he wants a harvest even more than Caesar or I do. And uh, he will make it happen. And so you can guarantee that these prayers are going to be answered. I, I believe that. Hey, listen, uh, let's join Jesus and Brother Neil <laughs> in uh, let's do this. Let's set our, I, I want to do this. Let's set our alarms to go off at 10.02. You know, we all set alarms and calendar things that are important to us. And if, if we value what Jesus values and, and what our Father values, then, then I hope that we value this, that God would release more and more workers into this plentiful harvest. And no one would disagree with that. Like, there's nobody out there that needs Jesus left. You're just, yeah. you know, there's nobody out there who doesn't know him yet. Like, and so since we all agree with that, and hopefully God has moved our hearts to want to love what he loves, let's join him in this. Let's, let's, let's. Like, you know, scripture says, beseech, like beg him for this and watch what he'll continue to do in that. So, uh, man, I, I'm in, brother. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, it in. spreads so easily and it spreads so quickly and it is so profound. You know, I love it when we have our conferences at 10 o'clock, 10.02, there's just this chorus of music all over the room. Beep, boop, beep, uh, beep, 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 oh, yeah. It's just beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful to hear. Um, and so it's so simple and so easy. And if you're with people and it goes off, tell them, this is my call to prayer. What can I pray for you for? And tell them, hey, why don't you program your phone and spread the virus? It's really simple. Yeah. Oh, and you use the word virus now. It's so socially uh, relevant and scary. And <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and hopefully no vaccine for this one. All right. We'll, we'll all make this a lifelong thing, you know. The like only I was, vaccine you, for this one is selfishness. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, Neil, I got to wrap us up, man. I wish we could keep talking. Thank you again for, for being on, for sharing your heart, for writing this book, Pray. And I'm going to put links to it in our show notes. And uh, yeah hook people up for getting that and all. So. For, for now, we're giving the ebook away free on our website, starlinginitiatives.com. So if you sign up to be a part of Starling Initiatives, you get a free ebook of, of prey. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I bought it yesterday because I missed that. I was digging around oh. starlinginitiatives.com, but I was happy to. <laughs> yeah, I was right. happy to get it. What a deal. I mean, just, but... Yeah. And you also have cool like ways to get bulk and all that. So anyway, I'll put all the information for that. Great. Hook people's up. Thanks so much again, Neil. I, I love you, brother. I miss you. I hope we get to see each other face to face and I can hug your neck soon. In the meantime, yeah. keep hugging those grandbabies. Okay. I will do that. You don't have to tell me. All right. Blessings, man. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that's always great being with Neil. I, I miss that guy. I don't get to see him as much as I 
would like to these days. I guess I'm not seeing many people face to face <laughs> like we used to. But I love a guy who not only has such a, a deep heart for God and grasp of God's mission, but someone who lives this stuff out. And so I really I loved that. I hope I hope you loved it as well. I hope you're encouraged by it. I hope it'll uh, encourage you to pray in all kinds of different ways and realize that we really do get to pray without ceasing and God wants to hear from us. It's yeah, it's beautiful. So it's amazing. Well, as always, I want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's topic and from this talk with Neil. If nothing else, you don't want to miss these. These are sort of the three big takeaways I have for you. And by the way, you can always get a printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. Pretty easy. Okay, so here's my big three for today. First, Humans were never created to manage the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong for ourselves. We were created to be in a trusting relationship with God where he guides our lives with his perfect love and wisdom. Prayer reconnects us to God in the ways he always intended us to live. What a privilege that is, right? Second, don't limit your prayers to a one-way conversation towards God. Talk with him. In all the many ways that we get to, and Neil outlined several, there's a lot more in the book, we, we, can, we can pray with adoration and praise, with thanksgiving. We could pray through the scriptures. We can petition God with, with needs. Blessing prayers, asking God to bless us and others. We can pray with intercession. We can spend time in meditation or journaling. And any way that you choose to communicate with God is a good thing, and all of it constitutes prayer. And third, I want to invite you to join Neil and Jesus in daily asking God to send out more workers into the harvest field. Set an alarm to go off at 10.02, you can do it either a.m. or p.m., wherever you live, to remind you to pray Luke 10.2b, right? That's a beautiful prayer, asking God, please send out more workers into the harvest field. You'll be joining thousands of people all over the world that are eager to see God use them for mission and move others into the mission and see God glorified in all things. And I, I really do want to uh, invite you to purchase a copy of Neil Cole's book, Pray. And uh, I believe, uh, per what he said, right now you can get the ebook if you go to starlinginitiatives.com. Starlinginitiatives.com, just like it sounds. I'll put that link in the show notes for this week's show over there at everydaydisciple.com. Okay? I hope you'll join me next week. All right? I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.